0: Welcome to episode two of the Performers Advantage podcast with myself, Dr. Will O'Connor, and yourself, Dr. Matt Miller, a.k.a. Dr. Matt. PhD. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Matt, uh, this is a topic very, very close to my heart. Yeah,
1: well, you know, to be fair, it's like the topic that we're going to talk about today is probably close to a lot of people's hearts.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, diet is very, very, everyone's got their opinion and it's almost like religion. A yeah. lot of the time I don't tell people what I did my thesis on. Um, yeah. I just sort of say, oh, nutritional sports performance or uh. biochemical muscular stuff. Depends who I want to impress. <laughs> It uh, depends on what my audiences. Otherwise, I just get told uh, what people ate for breakfast yeah. and they want opinions on if it was any good. Actually, a lot of people don't want opinions. They just tell me how good they eat.
1: Well, it's like when you're vegan. So, disclaimer, I was vegan for seven years, obviously, <laughs> and... uh you know, people love to talk about that stuff.
0: Yeah, they, they probably love to hear you tell them why. Uh, they no, 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 no,
1: no. I never did that. Actually, and I stopped telling people um, because I just didn't honestly just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Like what people had to say or the same questions all the time. Yeah. So you probably get those. So
0: what we're going to talk about today is what? Uh, low carbohydrate endurance performance, um, how to incorporate, well, essentially what I did in my study. Okay, so I'll just okay. give you the ba- a background to my whole sort of five years of existence uh, in, in studying uh, for my PhD. I came into, so I was essentially, let's take a step back. I was training on the Gold Coast to be a professional triathlete. Um, I was training at a professional level, but I was far from uh, ready to train at that level. Um, alongside, yeah, Alongside standard. that, I was trying to lose weight. And the way to do that was completely eliminate fat. So I was I was just eating carbs, like carbs and protein. Like I would cut the fat off bacon, like very very. That's straight. the best part. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. You're telling me you're a vegan. <laughs> Were. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I and I kept gaining weight, like, and it was it was blind. Like I just couldn't figure it out, and I'd I'd just continuously hung hungry. I could control like my my super low fat diet for maybe a week or so before i'd like need a binge eat almost um and then at that time i was on the twitter not sure if kids still using twitter i was on there so this is probably seven years ago eight years ago now and uh tim noakes was like very he was very vocal about low carb and how it could change the world and blah blah so I was like this seems to actually make sense like when I was looking into his research and the science behind it and I thought well I'll give it a crack and it, the the results were like dramatic like I could start to see the fat just falling off of me I was feeling better I was training better uh, recovery was faster and at that stage I had sort of decided like I'm not interested in being a professional athlete. Um, I saw what it takes and it just wasn't for me. So, but I still want to compete. So then at- that's when you got science. Yeah. I, and I still want to compete. That's at when level. you
1: decided to get into science, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want, um, I didn't want a real job. So get a, PhD, do a PhD. I can still train as much as I want and I can, uh, and um, yeah, just, Study really, uh, Matt. I'm just going to check. Are you frozen? Yes, he is. I'll keep talking and see if he comes back. Um, so, once I had got my registration, and everything for the PhD, then I was able to look into it. He's back, he's back on. Yeah, hang hey, uh, <laughs> on. Some people don't have fiber. <laughs> um, well, I argued
1: with the internet company for like an hour the other day so we'll have it soon
0: yeah that's definitely not how you get things done with uh, tele, tele telecommunications wow. companies Yeah. Well. anyway Matt I was just getting to the point in my story where yeah. I was saying and I didn't want a job and I still wanted to train at a high level so I started research uh, in in sports as well yeah. so you know yeah. sense.
1: that's and, a standard story for getting into sports science isn't it
0: yeah yeah and then, like, I guess what you don't realize is you also are no longer going to want a job for the rest of your life because no one's going to employ you. Yeah. Well, that, that's then, to be seen. Another topic for another day.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's to be seen. How's your job? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty good. Great, actually. Uh, yes. So I got, um, got into the PhD, and the main thesis, crux of my thesis was like, I think low carbohydrate Removing the carbs from someone's diet has to enable them to, to utilize fat at a higher rate, faster rate. And so then when you can incorporate carbohydrates back in, you can then sort of have this, this super performance where you can perform at, you know, you have these higher fat burning rates. And fat is abundant uh, on anyone, the leanest person, and then so is oxygen. So you burn fat, you burn oxygen, you're, you're good to go. Um, And then if you can put carbs and like an anaerobic metabolism on top of that, you would then go super fast. And so what I did is designed a study four weeks, low carb, four weeks, high carb crossover design. Um, Obviously couldn't placebo it. You knew what diet you're eating. And I had a four to five hour time trials, essentially a 160 K time trial in the lab to test the ultra endurance. That's where I thought it'd be most effective. That's where carbohydrates sort of play, I guess, the least part, um, not yeah. like not like a ten k run, you know, uh, yeah. which which the elites are are, are doing around thirty minutes, a little bit low, a little bit above males and females, and we're looking okay. at laps so, four to well, five hours,
1: yes, four to five hour time trial in the lab. That sucks. Okay, I'll <laughs> tell you that because I did it, and I can tell you, really passionate about it. I know you're really passionate about it, and uh, you know, I was the guinea pig on all your experiments. Um, so I kind of I know what's going on here, but let's backpedal for everyone that's listening and let's talk about um, So let's talk about you when you were racing on high carbs and how you felt Let's talk about that first. Okay. What's kind of going on there. So you're training a lot You're cutting out all the fat um,
0: Because you want to try and lose fat. Yes, what's that what's actually happening? Um, so what what is actually happening is you are getting to the, into a situation where you're trying your, your body essentially wants to burn fat, um, and it can only store and burn so much carbohydrate. So when you're overloading your system with carbohydrate, it can't burn at all. It's it just um, the way in which our I guess metabolism is designed, it can't burn carbs prob- most probably at the rate you're feeding them. so it's going to be converted to fat. And then by eating so much carbs and not always the best quality, sometimes it is just high GI, it's just the way it is, um, high glycemic index, similar to sugar, then you uh, increase your insulin concentrations, which further minimizes uh, your ability to burn fat. So now you get this double negative where you're storing fat because you're eating too much carbs and you can't burn it fast enough. And then you are putting your body in a state that reduces fat burning anyway, uh, and so so it, what's actually happening to you then when you go
1: out and exercise when you 're on like a really, really high carbohydrate diet, probably doing too much intensity or something like that? yeah what's actually happening
0: like it, it does get complicated, especially in what i what I found during my research, so you're still you're burning carbs at, at a, a really high rate. And this high rate is is as I just mentioned before, is finite. Like, um sorry, the rate at which you burn it isn't finite. The amount the you can amount. store. Yeah, right. So how much carbohydrate can you store? So we store it as glycogen. Yeah. And where, where do we store it and how much can we store? We store it ninety percent in the muscle and you'd store four to five hundred grams, um, depending on your muscle mass, obviously. So we 500 grams if you took like your sort of standard 70, 75, 80 kg male, um, obviously you go either side of that. It's going to be a little less. Yeah. So and we start exercising. Right there, but... hmm? We start exercising and if we're exercising
1: at, you know, a high intensity or something that demands those carbohydrates, we'll take it out of the muscle, right?
0: Yeah. And that, and and that happens regardless of your um, metabolic flexibility. So, or you know, so your ability to burn fat. Regardless of that, when you go hard, you will burn carbs. Fat just can't be oxidized at, at a fast enough rate. But the trouble we get into is um, when we're eating high carb, low fat, so minimizing our fat intake is that we start to rely on carbohydrate even during the easy training. Um, now this is this is where when you look out at a endurance event. You know a marathon, an Ironman, half Ironman, even you know Round Talpo for Kiwis, uh 160k cycle race, and you see all these fatty people. You know these middle-aged men in lycra that are just you like they, mammals. They, they're doing they're doing five hours plus of exercise, and they're still carrying so much body fat. How is this possible? Like they're training at least ten hours a week, and of aerobic based sort of training. Um, generally, they'll probably thrash themselves a little bit, but they should not be carrying that much body fat. But what they're doing is they're just, you know, they're on the Power Aids, they're on the, the Stroop Waffles, performance waffles, uh, they're on the Special K, they're on the up and goes, you know, all of this stuff that is actually just causing them to store fat and they're already, um, how would you say it? damaged metabolic system.
1: So, so really by reducing the amount of carbohydrates that we take in through our diet, um, we can increase the amount of facts that fat that we oxidize the rate at which we oxidize fat.
0: Yes, exactly. So next time, let's just fast forward, fast forward six months. You know, you were, you were at the extent that I was and in, in cutting fat off the bacon and you fast forward six months to the point where, where I was eliminating almost all carbohydrates. Uh, then I would, you know, I could, I rode from, from my parents' house in, in Havelock North to Palmy, which is around 190 Ks. And all I had was one Moribar. Uh, so that's one 60 gram, 68 gram chocolate bar. Uh, so I was able to utilize my stored body fat at such a level that I didn't need to eat anything. Whereas beforehand I would have, uh, Really struggled to go more than two hours without jamming my face. And again, you're overeating generally in that sense. You'll stop at the cafe, you'll get, you know, too much carbohydrate that your body can't even metabolize anyway. So then you start to store some of that and then you eat after the ride. And so it's the snowball effect where you end up with weight gain and chronic training.
1: Yeah, right, right. Um, Cool. So, so if someone, what kind of athletes do you think this is beneficial for? Because I know when I tried your trials um, for some of the things that I was doing, it didn't really work out too well, um, yep. but for uh, other, other times it did. So
0: so the main, like a big, big takeaway for me was, you know, I was going on, going in with the blinkers on sort of going, this is going to change the world <laughs> where we're going to, I'm going to show that you know these studies had been done at too high intensity or they hadn't been done for for a long enough adaptation period so I had four weeks and I had a four to five hour you know endurance ride this is going to be perfect what I found with the highly trained athletes that I dealt with males and females um, in the males it didn't matter what you fed them they were metabolically flexible or efficient enough okay so what that what i what i mean by that is if you if you hit it out like they did in this this test for a full-on effort for five hours you can burn fat although it's not at a super high rate like it is when you remove carbohydrate from your diet you can burn it at a at a high enough rate that you won't run out of carbohydrate over that duration as long as you take in, I was allowing them forty grams of carbs per hour. Um, they the the tests were almost similar. The only thing that differed was on the low carbohydrate diet, you lost body fat, so your power to weight ratio was significantly better. Um, that didn't show in the times because it's just a fixed, you know, um, electronically braked ergometer um, as opposed to a running race or something where you're fighting gravity. Uh, I'm not sure I got carried away. Is that your question?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All that was all, all of my questions. Yeah. So, so you've answered so every once, question. I have.
0: Once you start coming down the levels, the fitness levels. So I, I dealt with you, yourself, highly trained uh, male athlete, as well as highly trained females, the females essentially hated the diet but performed really well. Um, and I'll get on to that in a bit as to why, uh, what my study should have showed that was predominantly due to. But as we get down the fitness levels, our, the intensity in which we're exercising at decreases. So, you know, if you have a look at, for an Ironman or an ultramarathon, your elite athlete can get up to like 80, probably even 85% of VO2 max. And maintain it and maintain it for up to nine hours, you know? So that's a sign of high fitness, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's yeah. one of the indicators that we
1: use is how high is your threshold compared to the max that you can possibly do. Yes.
0: That- so, so VO2 max essentially being just the ceiling, uh, arbitrary number that doesn't mean too much ab- when you're looking at, you know, good athletes anyway. And then you go down from that. Like if you can't get anywhere near it, for thirty minutes, then you're very inefficient. You need a, you, you're not going to perform optimally, um, or although you may have a huge capacity to do so. So, as we start going down the the training levels or the competitive levels, however you want to, um, politically correctly, someone who's just
1: not as good, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, that, that's okay. Yeah. So someone who's going to take longer. Okay. So yeah. Then we look at uh an athlete isn't around that seven to nine hours they're around that 15 hours but they're covering the same distance so they're obviously exercising at a far less intensity regardless of their ceiling that like just the energy expenditure at a rate you know energy expended across an hour is isn't going to be as high as it is for for that elite athlete um who's having to generate so much more force to go so much faster. So as we get down, then our reliance or need for carbohydrate in relation to performance, because now optimal performance is not really your goal. Your goal is more efficiency across a duration. So we're actually looking at almost a completely different um, requirement of the system.
1: You just kind of need to last for 15 hours, don't you?
0: Like it's just a matter of getting through. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, is not a matter of like what is the absolute maximum potential I can squeeze out of uh, out of my body, um, you know, sort of disregarding the the mental aspect of it, like yeah. biochemically, physiologically, what can I get? Whereas once we start going down the the um, ability levels, that's not really it. What you're trying to do is not break down, okay. Yeah. And if you're relying on carbohydrate for 15 hours as you know, a, a very high proportion of your energy, you're going to break down because it's not a sustainable energy source like fat is.
1: Yeah. So that's not to say that the people that aren't elite are not doing the maximum that they can because they are, but they're just doing it in a different way, which actually requires um, a little bit different of a fuel source. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, that it's a, it's a durational thing. There's also the, uh, the, the musculoskeletal side of things, uh, which which is a different different topic in itself. But if we're just looking at the biochemical, you know, fueling side of things, then you can you can really bring your bring your carbohydrate intakes down. So that fat is the predominance. Because you you may be at 70, 60% of your VO2 max, which well you know if you've trained without carbohydrate that's that's a sustainable level for sure
1: yeah yeah cool so you know i think people are going to be wondering kind of what your experiments actually were so um so f- okay, let's talk a little bit about that and from memory i think you had three main studies for your phd yeah yeah so we had the first one that the other was-
0: one i kind of Leave out a little bit because they had the ketone supplement. Yeah, which which is a it's that's a big big topic.
1: Okay, so we'll save the ketones for another
0: time. The ketone Uh, supplement, right? But there was there was an important uh, that study without the ketone supplement, just having restricted the diet to a ketosis level, which is different to a low carbohydrate. And people need to understand that that when you're in a when you reduce your carbohydrate intake at such a degree you know so you're essentially eating nothing you are then generating ketones uh to beta hydroxybutyrate acetoacetate acetate which can be utilized as a fuel source in the brain cardiac tissue and things in place of glucose so you've got you've then you know your body is so restricted in its glucose its carbohydrate intake that it's generated a, an alternate fuel source uh, when my major study, which is the four weeks, I limited the participants to two grams per kg per day. So Matt, at that time, you're about sixty kgs. Yeah. Let's just say you were sixty kgs, yep. and two kg, two grams per kg. So it's two grams sixty. Yeah. So
1: one hundred and twenty
0: grams. One hundred and twenty carbohydrates per day, gram. which actually is. That's pretty low, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's low, but it's also high for some people who are like, oh, I thought you didn't, I thought you're only allowed 40. But as you know, I got everyone to record their diet, everything they ate on a daily basis. Yeah, we use
1: MyFitnessPal.
0: Yeah, If you do it to that level, Matt, you know, you know how many carbohydrates you just, you just, you know, ingest without specifically noticing it.
1: Yeah, they just come from nowhere. Like if I was having, um, you know, two coffees a day with milk. Yeah, flat uh, whites, yep. Yeah, so I'd get like, you know, 30 grams of carbs just in the milk.
0: Yeah, and then you have your salad and you've got uh, your tomatoes, your cucumbers, uh, lettuce has a couple, you know. And so when you, and as an athlete who's exerting 3,000, 2,500, 4,000 in big training days, calories, and so you're trying to intake that, then it becomes really hard to actually keep it that low. There's a lot different from, and this is where like sports science gets clumped in with normal science. It's a lot different to someone who sits in an office all day and exerts, you know, intakes around 1500 calories. You're doing twice that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, So you're
1: eating twice as much food. So you actually, just because of the mass amount of food you're eating, you have more opportunity to get a little bit of carbohydrate here and there.
0: Yeah. So you also, and on the, uh, on the other side of that is you burn more just through your existence. Yeah. Right. Um. So then, if we go back, yeah. So two grams per kg per day for for four weeks, and I tested them at the start. You know, before just natural diet, and we tested, and then we tested a, a fasted fixed intensity two hour ride right at halfway and at the end. So that was our fixed measurement. See, when you do a scientific study, you need to compare like with like. So with a time trial, if I was going to take your blood every 30 minutes during the time trial, but in the first one, you went super hard for the first hour and absolutely bombed, then I've got a completely different blood sample to it. Yeah, fish.
1: sure. You need to control it. So you need Which to control it.
0: If like, did a nice negative split, completely different. So what Obviously. I fixed. Uh, fixed the intensity. For, for a two-hour ride, and then that was like each time you're at your 65% of your VO2 max power output. So, yeah, let's say 200 watts, boom. 200 watts each time I'm getting a light versus light comparison. And and then I could take the blood samples and the, the respiratory gases to see what, what fuels you're burning.
1: Yeah, so lots of, lots of cool science going on in each of those experiments. And we did those from memory. We did um a steady state test so that was Yeah. then we did a steady state at week two at the end of week two and then another steady state and then a big time trial at the end of week four yeah and yep. in that whole time we did the same exact training um for each set of four weeks
0: yeah yeah so but, i trolled that on the wahoo kickers like yep. so it was power controlled
1: Yep. Yeah, so we did the same exact training, same power, everything. Um, but before any of this even started, so we did those two four-week blocks twice. But before that started, we did a five-hour time trial just as a baseline measure.
0: Yeah, just to see what... Inside, what... indoors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was obviously taking your blood, like I don't even know how many times, like eight yeah. times within the fixed date. Yeah couple yeah. of times before and after the main time trial. Uh, so this is very involved, 13 people, uh, eight, eight guys and five females. Um, yeah,
1: there's a, there's a lot going on. I remember actually, um, after I did that first five hour time trial, um, I was so blown and, um,
0: Oh, you in fell asleep on the floor.
1: Oh, uh, but that was, <laughs> but that was after you got me fish and chips. So that was the first time I had fish and chips.
0: Oh after yeah. That
1: five hour time trial and i loved it you know yeah, who,
0: yeah no you are a big fan yeah,
1: yeah 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 um, yeah so okay so um so how did people find um the different diets cuz you know not everyone that did your study um, was at the elite level um or you know really training um even though they did the control training they weren't at the same training level um so how did you know, if you can just give us a few examples of how people felt and I'll, t- I'll tell you how I felt. Cause I remember. Okay. And then you can um, tell me why I felt that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a diff, a, a definite, uh, contrast between the, the men and the woman. So the men, everyone is like, it blew their mind. How is this possible? How am I losing weight? Like body fat? How am I feeling better? How do I have more energy? Um, so there was that there's just on the low carb on the low carb was, was yeah. like just an overall positive. The high carb was, was different depending on where people it had had come from. If they were already eating, i had one, one very uh, good, just pure cyclist. He was on a diet similar to my old one of, of super strict low fat. So when we put him on the high carb, he wasn't really feeling any different, but he noticed like the low carb was, was just, yeah, was completely contrasting to what is normal. So in the high carb, yeah, a lot of people, some were like, oh man, I'd never eat this many carbs consistently um, because on average, out of the the whole 13 people, everyone ate a pretty s- standard diet of around, I don't know, I guess you'd look at, no one was like, besides that guy, specifically avoiding fat. Um, we, you know, 20 to 30% of their caloric intake was was fats. Twenty percent, fifteen twenty percent was protein, and the remainder was carbohydrate. Um, and that's probably what you get if you if you took a sample of a very large population of athletes. Well, you, yes, actually, up. in my thesis, I I did um, reference a paper that did exactly that, yeah. and that's about what you get, you know. And so that's when you for the cohort that I had, I found I had that finding that if you if you sort of feed the athletes anything, they are metabolically flexible enough. When I say metabolically flexible, I mean, if I took all the carbs out of your diet, you can burn fat and get away with it. You know, you'd be all good. And if I took heaps of fat away from your diet and just gave you carbs, you'd still be all good. It's the inflexibility where I took all the carbs away and then you're completely cracked and you can't do anything, um, which, which people found over the first two weeks. So there's a huge... Um, huge mood swing around that that two weeks. The first week, some people were just like, oh, this is quite an adjustment dietary-wise. But then it wasn't until the second week where it was like, wow, I'm not enjoying this. Um, they weren't enjoying the low carb. Yeah, at, at around, yeah. after a few days, you know, they've burnt off. What happens there, why this feeling comes about is you burn off your remaining carbohydrate. Matt and I said you can store carbohydrate. Yep. Well, when you're no longer intaking it, it starts to run out. And so after a few days, it's run out. You've been training, you've been doing whatever, you've now exhausted that, but you have not yet been able to burn your fat enough to make up for that deficit. You've right. you're burning carbs, let's say you burn 100 units of, of energy, and you used to burn 30% carbs and 70% fat, you now no longer have 30% carbs, and you can only burn 70% fat, you now have a 30% energy deficit until you can burn fat at a fast enough rate. Right. So if
1: we're on a low-carbohydrate diet, we have this stored glycogen that we convert to glucose. We're going to use it at bits and parts throughout the day, and those glycogen stores gradually get filled up with new glycogen that we can convert to glucose and use for fuel. But if we're not taking in lots of carbohydrate, there's the tank is less and less full at when we wake up in the morning. So you find yourself after a few days, maybe feeling a bit empty.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, how you tell me, Yeah, you, so you, I mean, you'd never experienced anything like this.
1: No, I mean, I was coming into it from being a vegan and yeah. pretty much vegans, um, eat mostly carbohydrates because corn it ends up, corn. Yeah, you know, Doritos and, um, lollies and stuff right so i was kind of coming into it from that end and you know after about you know 10 days or something of the low carb um i didn't feel very good um and you know the training that we were doing wasn't very intense it was kind of some threshold work um and i didn't feel great got through it but then after about two weeks um i just started to feel amazing yeah um on the low carb
0: yeah and what about, what about the contrasting that with the high carb? How did you find,
1: find? Uh, yeah, well, I just remember with the high carb, uh, that was way more carbohydrate than I was used to eating, I guess, cause I was pretty on a pretty standard kind of eating thing. Um, and about three weeks into the high carb, uh, in the training, I just I remember doing one of the the time trials or the steady state fasted rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had to stop, like I was like, oh, no, will true. I can't go anymore. Like I literally just can't. Yeah. I just, I was just blown within two hours.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, with the with those steady state rides, I was doing them fasted to get to give the best indication of what what fuels the the, the muscles were were burning at the time of exercise, and. Yeah, you and also the other guy was very, very um, low fat in his diet v- struggled. And that struggle streak comes from your inability to burn fat at a high enough rate. Oh, that's right. You were in such a state. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that was on the high carb. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It definitely um, was. It didn't feel very good. And also, like in the, you know, the fourth week of training or something like that, I also had to reduce the intensity and some of the rides just cause I just couldn't maintain it. Um,
0: yeah. And that, that comes from, I mean, th- that goes beyond the sort of standard metabolic fueling side of things. And that goes into chronic inflammation. Uh, mm-hmm. It can go into nutrient absorption, uh, quality of foods. Um, yeah. The hormonal balances, Yeah. all of that kind of thing, which is not, which is not what I was looking You know, I'm not a, a registered um, dietitian. I think one of them you can say you can, one of them say you can't. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you have to be registered as a nutritionist. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm a sports scientist. You know, I was, I was specifically looking at f- fueling uh, high, um, you know, high level athletes. I, I wasn't, spe- you know, looking at that, studies share the gut health or yeah. like that but as uh anecdotal evidence everyone no one is like oh i've been blocked up or whatever uh they just generally felt a lot better which is i think goes back more to to the level of food you're eating you know fats are more dense so the, the volumes less uh then the fuels you're burning are cleaner I guess, uh, during exercise. So it helps in in the recovery state of, of things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's really where, where we got there. And also overall, even in the ketosis study, so where people were at, uh, 50 grams, um, and I got strung over the cold. for having even 50 grams for a ketosis study, but I was trying to say, like I said before, these, Guys, uh, and there was just men in this one, uh, training at such a high level. Like 50 grams is, is nothing. It's like 20 grams for a sedentary person. But anyway, everyone else had done 20 grams uh, a day. Oh, that's so, just scientists. So, uh, so what happened there was no one went backwards. You know, for two weeks, two weeks, these guys can eat 50 grams of carbohydrates a day. And I give them carbs the night before a carbo load. Because I'm not saying that you can't, you you know, I'm I'm not saying that you can exercise at high levels without carbohydrate. You definitely need it for optimal performance. This is what I'd give them. So just one night, just one night of carving up with some rice. Some you remember those meals? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're good. Yeah. So to standardize the food that these uh, that everyone took in, it was just like, uh, what are they like the heat and eat meals anyway, and some apple juice. T V dinners, that's it. And yeah, the, the next day no one no one went backwards. Yeah. Uh which is and so that one of the key takeaways is that everyone, I'm not I'm not gonna say everyone because there may be specific health issues where people shouldn't, but predominantly everyone uh who's training for endurance events should try a low carbohydrate diet to see if it works for them yeah and, and give just, it at least yeah, yeah. two weeks you know 3 to 4 weeks would be optimum yep. and you can do that not do it in the most uh crucial time of your your build yeah. up so
1: when would we try it what like what time of the season would we try this what kind well, of training would we doing
0: in, like if quality of training is really important then you know you're going to feel pretty crappy for for two weeks potentially some people respond immediately and yeah you don't want to be trying to train at an optimal level while, while being at a suboptimal level physically. Yeah.
1: So you probably are going to be training at a lower kind of intensity.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when you're trying low carbohydrate for the first yeah, time, so what
0: I generally uh, suggest to people is come into it and first of all, start recording your diet and stop replacing the carbohydrates in your pantry and fridge. So that's the best place to start get the MyFitnessPal app, whatever app uh, is out there easily accessible for you to record the food you're taking in. And then you'll get to judge like, oh, I'm really at the high end of the spectrum in terms of carbohydrate intake. I'm already very low. Um, Okay, now that I've finished this loaf of bread, this pack of rice, like I'm not- Don't buy any more. Don't buy any more. if it's there, you're going to eat it. Exactly. One of the things is,
1: most people don't know actually what they're eating so you know yeah. just recording what you're eating uh just so you know it's like measuring anything it's like measuring your power your heart rate you should at least have a good idea of what you normally eat
0: yeah if you can't try measure it, it you can't improve it
1: exactly breaking
0: you, can't
1: you know it, you can't improve it yeah yeah exactly um, um, so yeah try the my app see what you're eating don't buy the 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 junk yeah right especially the junk because you don't yeah. need it uh, yeah, and an athletes—that's
0: that sort of—that's going to be one of the real positives of the diet, if you want to call it a diet, whatever you want to call it—is going to be. And I say this to people because I'm—I'm an advocate for of low carb for people trying it. I'm not necessarily an advocate of this is the only way to train for endurance sports or life, right? In general, because when you say, "Look, you're allowed 100 grams, 120 grams." of carbs carbohydrate is in essentially every single junk food or crappy food that is out there anything then, that's vegan when you when you set a limit on that and go you're allowed a hundred you go okay well i'm gonna eat a chocolate bar oh crap i've only got 60 grams left yeah you know now now you now your budget's on it's very easy it's a line in the sand oh okay well Shit, I can't eat another chocolate bar because I, I want to have I want to have like uh some tomato sauce, some <laughs> uh fish
1: and I can't I have a glass of milk.
0: Yeah, even something like that. You know, I really want to have a piece of fruit. And and so then it's not what you are eating. It's not that you are eating low carb, it's that you're not eating junk. There's there's, yeah. there's a difference there. Um so yeah. For, for me, I, I'm a huge responder. Love it. Love eating, love the fat intake. Like, you know, you've seen, um, I think my breakfast smoothie with cream, coconut cream. Uh, so, yeah, oh, it
1: does look pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe some Greek yogurt, you know, there's only 20 grams of carbs and about a thousand calories. So, so that gets, and that, that's going to set you up for the whole day. Um, I have the mm, ability to burn yeah. fat at, it stops me eating junk especially and but the thing is like out of everyone that went through my study no one's on a chronic low carbohydrate diet as of now you know it's it's too hard to maintain for yeah. a lot of people
1: well it gets difficult like especially like when you start racing and like you're in the heat of the race season you're going hard and you need to recover because you need to bring back in those carbohydrates to recover after you've gone hard but
0: also when you're traveling I think like it's really the, hard to do that the, when you're the traveling preparation side of things is, is extremely difficult when you are on, a, you know, a extended travel time. Yeah. Oh, Cause what are you going to get when you stop at the, yeah, exactly. you know, the gas there's no convenience? There's no, there's no junk available. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You can't, um, you know, a lot of it is fresh or animal based products and you can't store those on the shelf. So, right. Where How are you going to get it? Um, and in that, I try and tell people to understand that the the goal of a low-carbohydrate diet for sports performance is to increase your ability to burn fat. If you eat, it's, it's not what you do sometimes. It's what you do all the time. So if you predominantly have a low-carbohydrate diet, but then for three days because you're traveling, you've just had to eat whatever you can get your hands on. You've gone for the healthiest option anyway, or maybe you haven't maybe got on the piss or something and it's not going to derail your life. You now, no. you, you now aren't like back to square one. You know, st- if you headed out for the bike ride, you now just have a bit more carbs to burn off before you access some of your fat, but the, the groundwork is there. Uh, yes. So what I do to help with my sort of personality and the, just generally how I operate is I'll go Monday to Friday, ultra low, um, and then in the weekend, just eat whatever I want. Also, Friday night through to Saturday night. So Sunday's back on the low. So I actually go low Sunday to, to Friday night. And that allows me enough carbohydrates to get through my Saturday or weekend hard session. Saturday or Sunday, very hard, long session. Then the midweek, which is Wednesday, Thursday, hard, hit out. Still got enough carbs to get through that. And by Friday, I'm pretty empty, but I'm topping up the tank that evening.
1: Yeah. So you smash the junk food pretty uh, much. I do. Yeah. pretty. Yeah. Much. And then really that's also good in the way that like you feel so sick from eating so much junk and so many carbs that, that you actually don't want it for another couple of days.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it works doubly for that.
0: Yeah. And, and that is going to suit most athletes just due to our personalities. Like you're a particular person when you want to go and ride your bike or run for five hours. Like that's, you're, by yourself you know that's that's a particular type of person that suits the style um yeah other people um my wife you know she she just did the Tatawara ultra 13 hours she's like 16th female she's very moderation you know so there's no need for her to go super high or super low on anything she just can control herself
1: (laughs) yeah like she can buy a chocolate bar and not eat the whole thing
0: yeah i i can't even buy a chocolate block and not eat the whole thing yeah
1: i know you know 200 grams it's gone Um,
0: (laughs) family share block like they know right yeah resealable thing on the back yeah i don't know what it's (laughs) about not for me it's not for me
1: so what what do you think the take-home points are for like um people that are interested they're Low carb curious, let's call them. Okay, keto curious. <laughs> there are different things, but you know.
0: Yeah, you yeah. What's the takeaway? Um, how, where would where would I start? I guess the first first of all, just try it. Try it by start by recording your diet and seeing where you are on the spectrum. Shoot for for two grams per kg per day. So you pretty much just multiply your body weight by two, and and that's your daily intake of carbohydrate. Um, if you're fairly heavy, you, you could, I, I probably actually wouldn't recommend much more than 150, um, 160. Like once you, if you're hundred kgs and you've got 200 grams of carbs, it's still a bit excessive. Um, especially if you're uh, carrying like 20% body fat, then because if you're hundred kgs, but 8% body fat, predominant, most of it's muscle.
1: Yeah. So it's but, metabolically active. So yeah. Yeah. It'll need some of that
0: glucose. Yeah. Um, Shit getting sidetracked here. Yeah. What I'd Just say is. Those recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Start and as science, you know, there's always caveats. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. okay. So start by recording your diet and seeing where you are, dropping it down to, to two grams per kg per day and, and, and seeing how you feel. Yeah. Um, Then the other thing to remember is, if or if you're already on a low-carb diet and you're just way too strict about it, you don't need to be. The goal is to burn more fat. Uh, If you are specifically trying to get into ketosis for whatever reason, then that's a different goal. Your main goal is to just be more metabolically flexible so that when you're going easy, you can burn fat. When you go hard, you can burn carbs. Then when you recover from that hard effort, you can burn more fat. You don't have to continuously rely on carbs. Um, so remember that it's not it's not all in or all out it's you can you can just eat a bit yeah um, and because for support you actually have to you need carbohydrate for when you're competing yeah 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 100
1: 100 percent um and your third point is Will? Oh, well
0: oh like you said that's really it just two points that's good i like it that's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like try it yeah try it for yourself and give yourself uh, you know, if it doesn't work after a couple of days, then keep going.
1: You know, yeah. actually,
0: actually give it a, a bit of an effort and try and get through a month. Plan your meals, record your diet, stick with the recording. It gets very uh, taxing. To yeah, it gets to easier as you go though. It doesn't? does because you also save your regular foods and barcode yeah, yeah. scanner and stuff on it. Yeah, once and then you at least start to get an idea, and you'll you'll learn some things about what you are eating currently um and yeah you should should see uh, a small improvement at least in your body composition
1: yeah yeah that's what a lot well, the majority of majority
0: of people who who are listening to this if we go if i get on i guess my third one okay would,
1: hit would us be, with it yeah
0: would recommendation would be for the females now females are not as metabolically flexible as men and I say that in that, not only can they not burn fat at the higher rates that the men can, they also can't burn carbs at the rate men can. So I've heard the saying before that once you know the longer the the race, the better females can compete, and they put that on their ability to burn fat. Okay, that, oh they can just burn more fat. They've got you know they're so much more efficient. Actually, they're so much more inefficient at burning carbs. So if, if you and your partner are heading out, imagine you're the same fitness level or just you and another female, your same fitness level, and you shoot off for a 30-minute activity, uh, race, running, swimming, whatever it is, carbohydrates are going to play a, a reasonably significant part in that, and you're going to be able to burn more carbs than she is on just the general average okay so you're going to be able to perform better uh amongst other like strength based things but metabolically you're going to be able to perform better but then if we go for 10 hours now carbohydrate is no longer a, a huge contributing factor so now your benefit is minimized and her lack of benefit of ability to burn carbs is now neutralized and even with you so now you can run ride swim for 10 hours and you don't have the benefit of burning a higher rate of, of carbohydrate on top of your ability to burn fat. And the females are now in line. Now it becomes more psychological, more musculoskeletal. La la. And yeah. well, that's when you like so for the females it's try it. But again, you, you probably, you know, you might not find as good a benefit if you're doing it with your husband or partner or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That that would be it. What do you have any takeaways from your sort of experience on the other side of the fence?
1: Yeah. You know, for me, I think, uh, it isn't something that that I would have tried on my own, especially because what I was competing in at the time was something that was high intensity. So when you're doing high intensity exercise, you need those carbohydrates. Didn't really see the benefit. Wouldn't have tried it, but then I tried it and actually I thought it was you know, quite good. I felt really good. Um, I didn't eat quite as much, um, I lost some body fat. Um, yep. And actually, you know, when it did get to time to go race, I would just eat some carbohydrates before the race. And yep. it worked pretty good. So, yeah, I I would do it again in a heartbeat. I just need to be uh, committed, you know. Um, it is, it, the, yeah. So, you know, buy the right foods, you know, not, you know, eat an extra, you know, plate of rice or whatever. Um, yeah. Yes.
0: So then if you... Yeah, once you start getting into what to eat and things, there's there's recipes out there. I've got some on my website, uh, like a two week diet plan, for for just people introducing themselves into a low carbohydrate diet. Um, so it tells because, you kind of like what to eat and like how to make it and get some good options. Yeah, yeah, uh, shopping list, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's so, predominantly uh, focused at sort of New Zealand, Australia, uh, where a majority of our audiences. But it works. I mean, peanut butter is peanut butter. Yeah, because it's not. A particular brand, I'm sure you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty and close, just use it? grams instead of um, what do you what what kind of things do you guys use for weighing stuff? Uh, for like the ounce tax or something,
1: grams, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can use a conversion thing on your phone, yeah, 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 it's easy, sure, but yeah, being prepared, you know, and, and trying. Trying it, being committed, recording it again, recording your diet is going to help with that. It's going to make you feel a little bit more guilty when you when you think you're sneaking extra food. Like you're not. Uh, yeah. You're not in my study. You know, you, you're just doing it for yourself, so you're only cheating yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, what else would you? Oh, disclaimer. I have tried being vegan before, so. People- yeah, well, you know what
1: though? When you tried being vegan, you did it totally wrong because you said all you could find to eat is junk food, which isn't actually no, true. No,
0: I just, I just say you said yourself vegans predominantly eat junk. Yeah, like, I-, I found it really hard as an athlete trying to eat enough food to fuel myself off of just like brown rice and um, whatever else I was allowed eating can't even remember what I was allowed. That's a lot of fiber. I
1: would have gone for the white rice because fiber. Um, but, you know, yeah, I saw you smashing the lollies, which you don't have to do. So it can work. And there's some... No, quick- oh, I was
0: barely even allowed lollies because they've got gelatin in it. Okay. Yeah, well, see, I was strict. Strict yeah. vegan, not even eating gelatin. So That,
1: that uh, is pretty strict. I, I, you
0: know, it's, don't knock it till you try it. And I, I tried it. Yeah. Uh, just so I could... Um, Hate on it, yeah. <laughs> I, as people's choices is their choice. But, That's right. Uh, yeah. This is this is this is my my findings into into low carb, scientifically proven. Yeah, cool. For, um, to at least reduce your body fat and potentially your your overall performance. So worth That's worth cool. a go. It will increase your ability to burn fats, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, uh, which is good because we only have limited carbohydrates to use. So we exactly. want to never it's just,
0: to use them. It's it's like that run walks that um, study I did. Like it it just becomes, it's just minimizing the margin for error. You know, you may not you may not be going faster, um, but then you, if for whatever reason you couldn't get your 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 aid bag or you dropped your bottle or whatever, then you're not as reliant on on carbs for your your performance. You're, you can still your the fall the fall from from no carbs to to high, to your fat burning isn't like this huge drop like it is for people who just like explode yeah, if they had yeah, yeah. get a bit hypoglycemic. Yeah, cool. I think
1: this opens the door for us to talk about some other things related to this, like, you know, training fasted and ketone supplements. But we'll have to save that for next time, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like there's there's multiple ways to skin a cat. So if you just every morning hit it out without eating food you're essentially, depending, yeah, like you, you're you're upregulating regulating your fat oxidation in that way. Yeah. So, do you need to eat low carbs? You know. It's, yeah. It's like, Just train faster. Uh, and how much training are you doing as well? Mm-hmm. Like, with the elite athletes who are training 15-20 hours, there's a higher chance to burn off your carbohydrates and then be forced to rely on fats again. Whereas when you are when you're doing five to seven hours, there's not the same rate. But when we're using absolute numbers, like oh, you should eat five hundred grams, three hundred, whatever, you're looking at two completely different systems. You're looking at like a uh, mini versus um, the the VW transporter you got.
1: Oh, yeah, that'll win. Feel
0: different yeah. cars, or Ferrari, maybe even.
1: Yeah, the, the Volkswagen van will win
0: any time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with ten people inside. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't get a Tempe winner mini or a Ferrari. No, no. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right, matt That 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 should about do us. Hopefully, that sort of um, answers a few questions or at least provides a bit of information for people. Yeah. Uh, if you know, you're in the Rotorua area or surrounding areas, I'm doing a a seminar, a workshop on low carbohydrate sports performance uh, next the Sunday the tenth. Cool. Pick so that out on Facebook. Cool. Or, uh, or any other sort of social media that we're on. Yeah, cool. Sounds like a good one. All right, Matt, what's up this weekend? This weekend,
1: uh, just going to do a bit of mountain biking for me this weekend. I'm heading down to the South Island uh, the weekend after to do a couple days of, you know, an adventure mountain bike race. So, um, you know, going to get some big days on the trails. How about you?
0: Um, Yeah, actually, yeah, heading down south. So we're going down for a friend's wedding. And that should be fun. I'll get in a little bit of running down somewhere else. New scenery is always nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Matt. We'll uh, we'll catch you up next time. All right. See ya.